Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. They're longtime friends. Let me tell you something real quick about Dibs that I'm sure not everybody knows. <laughs> and first-time partners. Hang in there, big guy. There'll be bright days ahead. Now these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over sports talk. Get the hell off of my doorstep. Major League Baseball, you stink. It's Willard and Dibs <laughs> on 95.7 The Game. Welcome in. Willard and Dibs here on 95.7 The Game, but it's uh, Mark, Randy, and Larry Kruger in for the guys today. We're with you until 6, as always, here on 95.7 The Game. They'll be back tomorrow as they have President's Day off. Excited to be in with you, Larry, after a nice weekend. First weekend without football? The Grandy Man! How you doing, Larry? Welcome. What's up? Good to see you, man. Yeah, good to see you, too. Um, so the guys were talking a lot about the All-Star Game to begin. We can just start there really quick. Uh, and I do want to get into the Warriors. I think there's a ton to, to get into about the Warriors as they're on this little break. It's kind of an opportunity to pause and, and think about what they have coming up uh, throughout the rest of this season. And obviously, uh, with what you're talking about with the Niners, uh, we gotta we got to dive into that a little bit more as well. Sure. Um, and then I, I do think there's room for some Giants talk today because spring training is obviously underway. Uh, Farhan Zaidi has said he feels like the team is basically done in free agency, which I think frustrates wow. a, lot of, a lot of Giants fans. Uh, so we'll get into all of that. But just let's start with what's fresh and new. Uh, you can give us a call all day here on 95.7 The Game, 888-957-9570. Um, all-star game for the NBA. That was just a snooze fest. And it. I was surprised that they went away from the, the Elam ending, Larry, because that, that at least made it a little bit more fun. If you don't remember, like the last four years of the NBA All-Star game was quarter-by-quarter quarter competition. First quarter winner gets a certain amount of money donated to their charity of choice. Same for the second quarter, same for the third quarter. So each quarter is its own individual game, kind of. The score resets. But then for the fourth quarter, they keep a tally of all the quarters together, and then they add on a set number of points and get your target score, which ends the game. The fourth quarter is untimed, so you don't have 12 minutes. You're just playing to a certain number of points. And what had happened when the, te- when the game is relatively competitive, you get the teams actually playing playing defense down the stretch. Do you remember that one time where Stephen Curry had the ball in the corner and he's being triple teamed by LeBron and KD and they're actually trying to not let him score. It's like an all-star game first in the last decade. Actual good defense being played. 
Um, and and they decide to hell with it. We're going back to our roots. Adam Silver said, we're back in Indiana. It's one of the most historic basketball states, and we're going to go back to the old school, what we're used to doing in the All-Star game, and it absolutely flopped. Hindsight's twenty twenty now, but I just I have no clue why they went away from the Elam ending, which had some success over its four-year run. I like the Elam ending, too. It's kind of like, uh, for those of you who don't, know the details of it it's kind of like good customer golf you know like where you want to play like kind of with the person you're playing with as opposed to 20 points ahead and it kind of brings the whole thing into you know into like a fourth quarter crescendo and you're gonna have some you know um if guys are really trying you're gonna have some 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 great sequences down up and down the floor this one looked like I've seen all-star games that looked worse than this, right? Because they it was a layup line. I think it was was it 3 years ago, 4 years ago where literally the players never balanced the floor. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like when you yeah. watch a basketball game and you see the the no you know, half the guys in the back court, half the guys in the front court, 80% of the guys on this side of the court, nobody on that. It doesn't look like basketball at all. People really pushed back and were like, oh, my God, that was offensive. Then it was like, okay, then it became like a dunk fest. But then nobody wants to stand in front of anybody going to the rim, so it just becomes a layup line. What we saw in this game, and this is why I say I feel, kind of feel sorry for the players, they're trying to – they're studying how to make it look like an NBA game to an onlooker but also still keep it in all-star mode, which in their minds means no defense at all, no intensity. And if you don't believe me, go ask, um, was it uh, Anthony uh, Edwards? Who basically was like militant about, you know, hey man, there's no defense played in this game. I have his quote. I have his quote. Anthony Edwards to Sam Amick of The Athletic said, for me, it's an all-star game, so I don't think I will ever look at it like being super competitive. It's always fun. I don't know what they can do to make it more competitive, um, but I don't know sorry, but I don't know what they can do to make it more competitive. It's a break. I don't think anybody wants to come here and compete. So they're looking at it as a break, not an opportunity to play a basketball game, which I mean, you kind of understand from the player perspective. Grandy, maybe Steiny's got it then. Chinese ideas, maybe. If the guys are all about the break, and let's be totally honest about this. I love NBA basketball. You love NBA basketball. There's too many damn games. There's too many games. Oh, yeah, it's the problem with the regular season, too. Yeah, I mean, there's too many games. There's a whole round of playoffs nobody cares about, and there's... No one cares about the regular season until, like, now. What's a good <laughs> number of games? It's oh, 82 like, games now, like 50? plus... What, eight in the preseason? So you got roughly 90 plus another, what, 20 or 30 in the playoffs? Potentially, yeah. So, I mean, you got like, what does a college basketball senior play? 38 games? If you go to the NBA, you might play 130. If you play in college, yeah. If you played every either. game in the preseason, the regular season, and the postseason, your team went to the finals, you might play 100 more games. You're not, that, that's, when you're jumping that many games, there's only one thing you can do pace yourself. And that's what the players do. They pace themselves. And that's why that's why people kind of rip the NBA regular season. Charles Barkley calls the playoffs the second season. Because in the, in the playoffs, teams go. In the regular season, they pace themselves. So Steiny's idea might be the best idea, which is if the players are really, if it is a marathon, and God knows their bodies are feeling it, and maybe they are, 
then maybe you give just them an extra week off to the winning team. Threaten to take away the break for the others. Yeah, I mean, or, you know, you're on the winning team. I mean, I don't know how they would do that because they would be messing with the schedule, and God knows the schedule. Also, teams that don't have all-stars, what happens to them? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how it works. But, I mean, I could see that being an incentive that would get guys to play hard. That's you have, true. You have an extra week off. Maybe you deal with everything else afterwards, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't know either, but um you know, when I was a little kid, you everybody did their move. So if you watch the All-Star game, uh George Gervin came out. I mean, this is really I mean, this is really um, I was really little, like 70 <laughs> 70 mid 70s. He did his finger roll. You know what I mean? If if you had Tiny Archibald, he did whatever his dribbling thing was. And if, if you know you had Tim Hardaway, he crossed people over. And if you had Mully, he shot jumpers. It's like guys did what they do. Um, and there's like whatever their signature move was, they did it four, five, six, seven times in the All-Star game and everybody would see it. And be like, oh, George Gervin with his finger roll. <laughs> And that was kind of cool because at least you were seeing the best doing what they do the best, um, and it seemed like it was kind of a little bit more of a celebration. This, this, these guys are real friendly with one another. There's no intensity, but it seems like there's a lot of disinterest. Yeah, for sure. Welcome in everybody. It's Willard and Dibs here on ninety-five-seven. The game. Mark Randy and Larry Kruger in for Willard and Dibs today. The guys have President's Day off. Happy President's Day to everybody out there. They'll be back. Willard and Dibs will tomorrow here on ninety-five-seven. The game. Um, the other thing that I, I dislike that the war or that the NBA decided to do for this All Star game, and I mentioned it on the crossover with um, Steiny and Evan. I loved the All Star draft. That, that maybe was more fun than any of the, the weekend's events uh, leading up to the All-Star game. Once all of the All-Star starters and reserves are revealed, you have the captains on either side, one from the East, one from the West. who got the most votes to be All-Stars. Uh, they get to choose their teams, like playground style. You're you know playing basketball at lunch in middle school, that style where you're just picking your teams one by one by one. Um, because I think it added storylines. It added, you know, maybe one guy gets spurned. He wants to go out and prove that LeBron was wrong to not pick him. You get Rudy Gobert being upset that he didn't get picked until the very end. LeBron picks Kyrie because, oh, maybe he's trying to woo him to come to the Lakers. Like, you just got more storylines from that. I don't know if the NBA was scared of uh, a Rudy Gobert situation again where he gets upset about not being picked until the end. I don't know why they went away from that, but that added some of the drama that this game is missing. It needs something more than just the basketball game itself because, of, as you are saying, it's not even a basketball game anymore. But weren't the players like overly sensitive to, like, I don't want to be picked last? And it, Yeah, Rudy Gobert like cried. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, come on. I mean that that's how but just, that's how basketball was picked at recess forever. Yeah. Everybody lined up on the wall. Hey, you and you, you guys are coaches, pick teams. <laughs> now that's like, oh my God, you're bullying, you're this and the cruelty and who gets picked last and how about the feelings? Um <laughs> I mean that I mean I, it does add intrigue. I'll say one thing um that I think would be kind of fun. Um how about bigs versus smalls? Hmm. You know, you get all the you get all the big players on one team and all the all the guards on one team, and let's take a look who wins. Who would win an open floor game between the bigs and the smalls? That's interesting. The other thing I heard, I hadn't thought about that, but I mean, that kind of fits with the way the NBA is going right now because you do kind of have less 
normal big men. It's more like a hybrid sport where you, you get somebody who can do everything. Like Wembenyama on the big team would be fun because he has all these dribble moves and Jokic the same way. He'd be the but... point guard. Wembenyama <laughs> would be the point guard of the bigs. And he'd be the tallest one on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I heard, which they, they do this, they've done it in the, I guess, the Rising Stars game, the but rookie versus sophomore game at times, where you have, like, Americans versus the world. I know, but I think there's they're trying to get away from that because they don't want that you know that they want every you know they want the they don't want anybody to be rooting against anybody and it's you know I, I, I mean, just, it would be a pretty fun game. Look at the world well, roster a, right now. It would be a celebration of Giannis the, of and the global Luka game. Yeah, and Wembenyama and Jokic. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll tell you, there's certain parts of the game that I liked. Like, I, I thought it was fun watching Luca and Jokic basically do like the weave all the way down the floor where they just kept passing it to each other without dribbling. I thought that was kind of fun to watch. Uh, that was just one sequence. Um, you had Bam out of buyout throw the ball off of uh, Jokic's back <laughs> you know, because yep. he wasn't paying attention. That was kind of memorable. But, yeah, it's, just a, it's, a, it's, it's really weird because it's like it's almost like you're hearing an announcement from the players that it's not cool to be intense. You know what I mean? It's like having intensity isn't cool. Well, LeBron said... And we're just trying to be cool. LeBron said this was a success because no one got hurt. Like, that's all that they care about now. Yeah. Which, I mean, Which I, is, is, is kind of ridiculous considering everybody's got a guaranteed contract and every penny that they've signed for they will get. Yeah, but they no won't matter. play. No, I hear you, but I mean, you know, it's like you're going to get... I mean, NFL players... Don't you get hurt? You're done. Yeah, and your money's gone. In the NBA, it's like okay, you get hurt. Who's screwed? The team, not you. The the, the fans, you know, but not the players. The players maybe, are making maybe, every penny. Maybe the teams are in in the ears of the players saying, "Hey, don't go hard. We can't we can't afford you getting hurt." Well, I'm sure. I mean, if you're well, what if you're a team that plays one of your star players tons of minutes, and then you get to the All Star game and you're like, "Hey, man, it would be nice if my guy could play 15 minutes and check out." I mean, LeBron played 14 minutes. He didn't. What does he normally Played. play? Yeah, you know, like 35 or whatever. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I personally, it just, it's like, it's like, it's weird to be like, you guys are all terrible competitors, but. Somewhere along the line, the players decided it wasn't cool to try. And that's, you know, when you're when it's not cool to try, then you're going to have this. In any, no matter what format you use, no matter what scoring you use, if it's if if trying hard is not cool, you're going to get a game where guys don't try hard. And it doesn't seem like it's going to be changing anytime soon because we read the quote from Anthony Edwards who's saying it's a break. I don't think anybody wants to come out here and compete. I mean, that's the next generation of of superstar in the league. Like he's going to be the face of the league maybe one day. It could be soon. I mean, maybe this is the year that he gets to the finals. I mean, the the Timberwolves are a really good team. Like that's a torchbearer for the league a few years down the road uh, and you get that quote from him. It doesn't seem like he's going to be willing to to go for it at any point during his career and he could be in 12 more All-Star games before he calls it quits. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, I, I know how much people love playing video games. Why not get like your best fans playing video games against uh, again, playing NBA 2K against <laughs> their their NBA, uh, you know, the stars that they root for? I mean, they got to think of something. They got to really think of something outside the box because really, what it becomes, it's it becomes a weekend. It used to be a weekend that was there was nothing on the line. But coming out of the weekend, everybody was really excited about the league. Now, there's nothing really exciting on the line. And it comes up like today. I've been listening to podcasts around the country and different radio shows this morning. Everybody's taking the NBA out back and just beating them up today for All-Star Weekend. And you can imagine Adam Silver sitting wherever. He's just fuming right now trying to figure out a solution. That cannot be what he wants. No. He cannot want you know every market in the country going, you know th- this event stunk. The players don't play hard. It's not like it used to be. Blah 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 blah. But it's they've tried everything. I'll say this: if you just if you just walked into the room and watched it for five minutes, you wouldn't be like, oh, it's offensive. But it just it once again, it's like no, it's it's everybody kind of just playing Matador D and. Guys taking, you know, there was 175 threes, and yeah, I mean, it just, it just, it just, uh, you watch it for like 15 minutes, and you're like, what am I doing? I gotta go, I gotta go outside, man. Maybe the biggest, I don't know, competitive aspect of the game was in the Eastern Conference locker room at halftime because they had scored what 112 at half, or they were over 100. So they were on pace to break 200, which had never happened in the All Star game. And the conversation in the Eastern Conference locker room was. Come on, we gotta break 200. Come on, guys, we can do this. We can do it. Lo and behold, they did it. And Adam Silver presenting the trophy after the game, celebrating uh, the first time that they've ever scored 200 points in the All-Star game. But I'm sure he was uh, biting his tongue about what he really wanted to say or how he really felt because that was uh, an embarrassment of a basketball game. Maybe one of the last guys, last stars, who uh, would be willing to compete in a game like this Kobe Bryant, I know Kobe Bryant years oh, ago gosh. had an idea to how because you could kind of feel the game shifting this way over the last like decade or so, maybe even longer, fifteen years or so. Um, in in my experience, like this is how the All Star Game has always been for the most part. It's gotten way worse, but it's been drifting this way. Kobe Bryant did have a solution before he unfortunately passed over four years ago now. Um, maybe the, the NBA needs to consider what Kobe Bryant thought about. We'll get to that on the other side. It's Willard and Dibbs, Mark Randy and Larry Kruger in for Willard and Dibbs. They'll be back tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back. It's Mark Randy and Larry Kruger in for Willard and Nibs today on this President's Day. Willard and Nibs will be back tomorrow with you and for the rest of the week here on 95.7 The Game. But thanks so much for tuning in. Thrilled to be with you guys from 2 until 6 alongside my man Larry Kruger. We're reacting uh, to what was uh, kind of a boring all-star game, if you can even call it a game, last night in Indianapolis. We're going to get into uh, Warriors-specific stuff as well, the Niners as well, and maybe even a little bit on the Giants and Jorge Soler and and some recent comments by Farhan Zaidi. So all that to look forward to. Um, but on this All-Star game, I, I teased it on the other side. And I guess first I, I should say we are spent, uh, sponsored by Safeway here on Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. And we are also streaming live on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, you can head to twitch.tv slash 957thegame and youtube.com slash 957thegame to watch us live. Subscribe to the channel for all of our content and make sure to hit that thumbs up button on the YouTube uh, chat uh, if you do like the show powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Uh, Larry, I was talking about Kobe Bryant and back when he was obviously still in his playing days, uh, you never had to question his competitiveness, whether it was a preseason game, a regular season game, an all-star game, a postseason game. You got the same Kobe every time out there on the floor. Uh, He was on the Knuckleheads podcast, and this obviously is years ago, uh, the Knuckleheads podcast with Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles, uh, and he was talking about the state of the All-Star game, which obviously was on a downturn back when he was still with us and has only gotten worse since. So here's Kobe years ago talking about the All-Star game and the general lack of competitiveness uh, among all All-Stars. I think the All-Star game in general needs a little revamping because it used to be competitive. Yeah. It used to be competitive. And, like, you know, fans want to see the best pickup game in the world. Yeah. That's what this is. They don't yeah. want to see you running up and down and dunking and doing all this crazy. Like, they want to see the what happens when you get this collection of best basketball players on the planet and they play and they go head up against each other. Man. I mean, you guys play harder at a pickup game in UCLA. For real. And ain't billions of people watching. For real. Definitely do. You know what I'm saying? Definitely do. They got uh, turned The up. All-Star game needs a little, needs a little changing. Um, I always love competing in them. Um, I didn't lose many of them. Nah, me and CP one, used to nah, talk all the time. The ones. You took it serious. Yeah, we, yeah. we went. Like, I don't think me and CP, when we played together in the All-Star game, I don't think we've ever lost a game. Yeah. And we okay. used to look at each other and say, okay. Oh, serious. They go. don't want to play, we going to yeah, play. Yeah, fourth quarter, let's go yeah. get them. You could tell he's. I mean, well, that he's that, proud of his All Star Game record. That, he just kind of said something there that kind of jogged a memory. 
the way the All-Star game, it's not like the players of yesteryear didn't fool around and have fun and and take trick shots and and you know play low percentage and play matador d you know they did until there was about 5 minutes left in the game or 5 minutes left in the half and then all of a sudden they kind of dialed it in there's no real dialing it in now now it's just like hey we're just going to we're real loose and we're playing loose and we're going to start loose and we're going to finish loose where it used to be we're going to start loose and then you know we're going to call a timeout with like 6 7 minutes left to play and we're going to play this thing out for real um but they don't play any of it out for real so that's the difference so why say that Kobe was still in his playing days, and he was still an all-star, and you know he was still a captain or, or whatever, a leader of one of the teams. Uh, I feel like the teams would kind of take after a guy like that, right? Like you follow the lead of whoever's the guy. Like people are following LeBron's lead. LeBron, when he was playing with Kobe, like maybe he was a little bit more competitive, but he hasn't been in the All-Star game for a number of years now. Why aren't the leaders in today's game? taking after Kobe and and kind of setting the tone for it, like Kobe did. Because, I mean, you take Kobe out of the All-Star game and suddenly it's it's gone downhill pretty quick. Like, if there was a leader in today's game, whether it was KD or LeBron or even Steph or Giannis, like, if they were setting the stage of competitiveness and actually trying to win the game and, and playing a little bit harder... Uh, maybe you would change the mindset of a young player like Anthony Edwards, and that's how you can continue the game. But the young players are just taking after what what the veterans are doing, and the veterans don't care about it. So yeah. how, how is anyone going to care about it? it it's the, the the game has taken on a personality of itself. I mean, like the guy who looks looks so much out like a fish out of water in these All Star games. He wasn't in there this year. Is Draymond Green? Because every part of Draymond Green's game comes is is all born out of in, stuff. It's born out of intensity. And yeah. it's a game that has no intensity. So there is no rebounding, there is no squawking, there setting is no setting hard screen. There's no setting hard picks and you know, it just it's so he just looks like what am I doing out here? Like I'm I shouldn't even be I don't belong out here when he's out there. And I you know, I don't know what's going to change it other than some super maniacally competitive player who happens to be the best player on the floor just saying, "Hey, you know what? I want to win. I want to compete." But it's like not cool to compete. It's not cool to try. So, you know, that's the thing. It's like they've made kind of dogging it like cooler than trying. And if you're if if it's a, everybody's styling and and looking to you know look cool, you you don't look cool when you're trying hard in in the All Star game. So next year the All Star game is in San Francisco at Chase Center. I imagine Steph Curry will be heavily heavily involved. Um, maybe he's in the three point contest for the last time of his career because it's at his home building, the building that he helped build. Uh, maybe Draymond is involved. Maybe Clay's involved. Maybe at that time Kaminga's involved. Who knows? Uh, will you be going to All-Star Weekend when it's here in San Francisco in a year from now? I mean, I'd go just because it's a hot ticket and it would be uh, fun to go to to watch the festivities. But, um, I mean, I would rather go to a regular season football game. Yeah. You know? I mean, if you're going to make me judge it against other events, I would rather go to... Uh, I'd rather go to... Uh, uh, the final four at, at uh, Golden One Center or something Oof. like that. You know, get to, to see a couple basketball games in one day. I always like that event a lot. Um, oh, I'd wanted to see that over 
the NBA All-Star Game. Now the NBA All-Star Game, I almost feel like the people that are there are going not to see it, to be seen by others. Have you been to an All-Star Game or weekend before? Yeah, I went to the one. I went to the All-Star Game when it was in Oakland. Yeah, like what was that, 20 years? Yeah, when Vince Carter. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chris Cohan was out there mm. and getting booed, <laughs> and uh, Vince Carter was the star that weekend. Um, that just was like, you know. The Warriors were in such a bad spot as far as... Well, that was an epic dunk contest. The that Vince was a Carter great dunk, dunk contest. contest. Yeah, and the dunk, the dunk contest is well, broken, I mean, too. Mac McClung, a guy... Defending champ, back-to-back champ. I mean... Can't even get on the NBA roster. I don't even really think that any of those guys are really great dunkers besides McClung. McClung's a great dunker who's in the G League. And the other was um, Jacob Toppin, the brother of Obi Toppin. Jacob is also in the G League. He's pretty springy. Yeah, like his um, brother. And then you have Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. He's springy, but you don't really think of him as a dunker. Well, and then and the judges were so desperately trying to get <laughs> Jalen Brown. You know, the judges were Dominique, Fred Jones, Gary Payton's dad, uh, the glove, the glove, uh, Mitch Richmond, Darnell Hillman. And they just kept cons- consistently overgrading Jalen Brown's dunks were to the point where he started getting booed by the crowd. They had to be told that you can't have two G-Leaguers in the finals, right? <laughs> Something. We need someone that is an actual all-star. That people have heard of. Yes. Right. Well, who, who was the... F- there was another contestant. Who was the other contestant? There's Jaime so Hawkins. Oh, Jaime Hawkins. Yeah, that's right. I don't think of him as a dunker either. I mean, he's a hell of a player. He's a good player. Good, good, as, good for a rookie, but... Yeah, I mean, is Jaime Hawkes? I mean, is Jaime Hawkes even the best dunker on his team? I mean, that's the thing. I mean, some no, of these guys. Right? And how do you not have ben. Jonathan Kuminga in that thing? Jonathan Kuminga's maybe he declined. Maybe yeah. I mean, no, no one cares. I don't know. I it always upset me that LeBron never LeBron wanted to never once wanted be to in it. a dunk contest. Never. never, not even like fifteen years ago when it was still hip and cool. Well, it kind of shows how. Um, they're really worried. A lot of the players are really worried about their image. You know, otherwise, why wouldn't you? Who cares? Well, so they're scared of flopping and Who? being judged for it, or well, what? Well, I mean, maybe. I mean, first of all, if you're LeBron at this point, I don't fault him for dis. You know, for, if you didn't want to do it now. Oh yeah. You know, Not you lose a little 40. lift, and you you know you get hung on the rim, and you're going to look bad. Oh man. But when you're a young you're a young guy in your first five years in the league, LeBron at like 25 in the dunk contest would have been a sight. I mean, the dunk contest would never have been as as popular as it was ever if guys like Jordan and Dominique yeah. didn't participate. You know, if it was always Darvin Ham um, <laughs> and, you know, Otis Smith, who was a warrior, you know, guys like that, guys who could leap, but uh, who could dunk, but they're not great players, the thing never would have taken off. Part of the reason the thing took off is that Jordan and Dominique went in Chicago and Dominique beat him, but Jordan got the hometown calls hmm. and got the crown. I think the last really good dunk contest I saw was Levine and Aaron Gordon. against Gordon the first go-round. It was 2016, they, I think. I think they got together twice in yep. the finals. But the first go-round was spectacular, and Levine won. Um, that, to me, was the last really good dunk contest. Um, you know, But McClung can dunk. There's no question he can dunk. I mean, he's, you know, he's fun to watch. Yeah. But it's a G League guy. But it's also like, oh, yeah, wh- why should I, I, I care about this guy? I think it would be kind of cool if you took the dunk. Because dunking, there are guys that don't even aren't even good players that can leap and dunk all across the country. Why not have 
a halftime tournament in the first half of the year in San Francisco, Chicago, Washington, New York, Atlanta. Every team have like an open dunk off for and and see if they can if you can qualify, you know, some great dunker of your fan base and then put a fan or two in there. A fan? Yeah. Well, didn't they? Why not? I mean, I, hey, I used to play at uh, Nevada Reno, and now I'm selling insurance in Reno. But you know what? I still work out, and I can still throw it down. And, I mean, that would be incredible if just some random guy came out of the stands and started throwing them down. Well, there was I mean, a, at least they want to do it. I mean, that, it's better than guys don't want to do it. I can't remember his name, but there was, like, a, a popular guy on the Internet, whether it was... I don't know, Instagram or Twitter or TikTok, who was like an incredible dunker. And I think he participated in some all-star events in the past. I can't remember his name at all, but he was like, he was a, he was a white guy and he was an incredible dunker. He could jump like higher than anybody in the NBA and he'd pull off some incredible like trick shot dunk things. And I don't think he was actually in the dunk contest. He, he wasn't in the contest, but he participated in some festivities during the weekend, and it was kind of eye-opening because no one knew who this guy was, and he just pulled off incredible dunks. Um, so maybe it's something, being a little bit more creative like that. You you pull someone who, as you said, maybe wants to be there, doesn't have the name recognition. Um, but the other thing about the dunk contest is, I mean, how are you going to continue to be creative and innovate? Like, everybody is... Everything that is cool and difficult has already been tried at some point. Like, oh, what? no. There's, there's You're going to jump so over many... a car, Blake Griffin. Oh, I'm going to jump over a shack. Okay, that happens every single year now. Right. Uh, you're going to take off from the free throw line. Okay, uh, MJ did that years ago. Levine did it in the dunk contest you're talking about. Like, at a certain point... Oh, they've all been done. You, there's nothing new. Like, after every dunk, Kenny Smith on TNT... And by the way, Kenny Smith had a bad weekend. But a- after every dunk, Kenny Smith was like, Whoa, we saw that one before. Yeah, we've seen every dunk before. It's part of the reason why this contest isn't fun anymore. <laughs> right, right. Because what, what more can you do at this point? J.R. Ryder had one good when he was with Minnesota. He threw it off the, off the side of the board. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, what baseline, that was kind of cool. Dwight Howard coming out of the, the phone booth with his Superman cape on. Like, Nate Robinson jumping. Yeah. Dwight Was it Dwight Howard? I think it was. Um, and then, you know, Jordan with the Rock the Baby, you know, double clutch. And Dominique with his reverses. And I think, you know... Larry Nance way back when dunked like three balls at once or something. He dunked one, dunked another, dunked a third. Dwight dunked on a 12-foot hoop. I remember that. I mean, all of those things are cool, um, but you're right. We've seen it all before. I don't think we have. I think there's endless creativity. When was the last? Remember when Aaron Gordon stole the show with that Zach Levine one that you're talking about, Larry? He brought out Stuff the Magic Dragon, put him on that little hoverboard, and spun him around. (laughs) There are all sorts of unique things that you can do. Also, I think the farther we get away from props, the better. Just show your athleticism. Throw it off an interesting part of the backboard. Catch it. Do something with it. You know, cock it. Do a windmill. Spin a certain amount of time. Like, there are combinations of, you know, things that we know, but as long as you're showcasing how high you can jump and and how quickly you can spin just your athlete that's what dunks are all about is athleticism if you there are different ways to showcase your abilities without props i think i think the reliance on props is almost what's starting to fail the competition maybe so is it maybe it's just on the players to be a little bit more creative i mean it maybe it's like the all-star game itself do these individuals who are competing in the first place even care enough to spend i don't know a couple of hours thinking up ideas and, and trying to execute them or not i don't know well then there's the other one you can't give them too many tries 
Because it's like, I don't care if it's the world's greatest dunk. And they keep if changing you, the rules. If you do it after on your 30th try, it's kind of like, you know, it's like these awesome TikToks that we see of amazing things. Would it be as amazing if we watched the 30 failed efforts before <laughs> the person, you know, did the did the incredible shot? Um, I don't know. I'll say this, man. Uh, uh, one of the things that I would love to see is, you know, some, if, especially next year with it being here, S- Steph Curry might be the greatest hand-eye coordination athlete the league's ever seen. Um, it might be worth putting him to the test. I mean, you got, you saw that baseline thing from the other day, right? Uh-huh. Where he just oh yeah basically hucked it from the entire oh like 90, from in the tunnel from the it tunnel was even yeah, further. I mean, it was like ninety. It was one hundred and ten feet or something like that. Yeah. and he just hurled it and it went in. Yeah, on one try. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing you know Steph from everywhere. Maybe even maybe chip maybe even taking out the golf uh, golf club and see if you could chip in a couple shots. Yeah, I think I mean I think across the board it's just creativity from the league and from the individuals themselves. Like the the Stefan versus Sabrina thing, that was fun, that was creative, and it was new. Uh, now it helps if the WNBA player you pull puts on a show, and Sabrina sure. did. Talk about pressure on Sabrina Ionescu. Like if she went out there and put up twelve, like she could flat out shoot it. She's great. I mean, she put up she made like. 20 in a row during the WNBA three-point shooting contest last year, which about, is why... How about the little girl from Iowa? Caitlin Clark. Yeah, I mean, she's just a freak of freaking nature. I mean, she's an incredible shooter. She is ridiculous. She's like just, you know, everybody in the entire arena is just like praising her well, every I think, game. I think that's the thing for the NBA. If we're talking about how the, the product is worse, and if we're talking specifically about All-Star Weekend, and that obviously does not bode well for, I don't know, the future of their TV contracts and for Adam Silver in general. Um, I mean, Steph versus Sabrina was the highest-watched portion of the weekend, at least the highest-watched portion of Saturday night. Um, I mean, you're tapping into an audience maybe you hadn't had before. Uh, do the same thing with Caitlin, Caitlin Clark. Do it again with Sabrina Ionescu and, and try to bring more fans over that maybe you didn't have in the first place. That seems like an easy yes decision for the league to make. Maybe at a certain point you run out of worthy players in both leagues and you don't want to run it back with Steph and Sabrina over and over, but that seems like an easy yes to to do something like that again where you have a great WNBA player and a great NBA player, maybe not competing in terms of athleticism, obviously, but in terms of individual skills like shooting, that seems like something you could do every year. Well, how about the combo dunk, you know, the combo dunk contest where you you take uh, a WNBA player and have them work with an NBA player and develop what they're going to do, passing it off the glass and popping it up into the air and all the different things that you potentially could do, uh, like a two-man dunk contest with one WNBA player, one NBA player. I mean, you know, I mean, what what when does the WNBA uh, San Francisco franchise hit the ground? I think they play is that not be, this season so next year? Will it be before this All-Star game? No. No, not before this WNBA All-Star. I was going to say otherwise this would be a great way to promote the WNBA in this market. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure there will be promotions. So, All Star Game February 2025 at Chase. Then the WNBA team here kicks off that summer. So there'll be like what four or five months. Yeah, I mean after they definitely have to. You know, they got to think of some something that's going to excite the fans and something that's different enough. 
here's the bottom line on a lot of these things. If you make it different enough, then it's there. It's not compared to what you've done in the past. It's like it's just we're moving forward. We're doing something different. If you try to do what you did in the past and you don't do it as well as you've done it in the past, you're opening up yourself to criticism from people going, "Oh man, it's not as good as it used to be." Well. You're, you know, the guys now are trying to do dunks that haven't been done. Most of them have been done. Uh, you know, once you've seen this a certain number of times, you know, it's like it's not going to be as fresh or as new. So maybe they ought to just try new formats as opposed to kind of just staying with the old format. They've relied on the old format a lot of years. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, let's go out to the phone line. See you're on Willard and Dibs. It's Grandy and Larry in with you. Willard and Dibs will be back tomorrow here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, up first is T. T's in the South Bay. I know you want to talk about the dunk contest. T, what's up? How you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you guys doing? We're doing well, T. What's up? Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, um, every time the dunk contest passes, um, the narrative of why didn't LeBron do it or he should do it comes up, and there's an answer. Um, LeBron dunks off one foot, and the, the amount of Creativity and the types of dunks that you're able to do off one foot is extremely limited. That's why his famous dunk is blowing up the court, the one hand cocked back, and he throws it down. It's off one foot. So him in a dunk contest would not necessarily matter. It wouldn't be great because, again, you have to jump off two feet to be able to do some of the variations that these, these people are doing. That's my first point. The second point is the further you get away from – with the props and whatnot, which you guys were discussing, uh, a lot of the dunk contest is for enthusiasts and for ex-players. Like, it's cool to watch Mac McClung be able to control his body in the air the way he does and get as high as he does because people that have played know how hard it is to do that. And this idea that we're going to throw in different types of dunk contests and add different layers and try to get more creative is really actually distancing yourself from the meaning of the, the actual contest. Um, it's not necessarily for people who need to see something new every year. It's for people who have tried to get up and dunk or people who can dunk and can't anymore. It's for them to watch and still appreciate how hard it is to do what they do. That's all I got. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for the call, T. Um, I, mean, I don't know about the LeBron stuff, jumping off of one foot. I mean, LeBron's a what? hell of a dunker. Yeah, I mean, I hear what he said. But, I mean, you know, Jordan, um, you know, Jor- a lot of Jordan's best dunks were off one foot, too, you know? Um, and and just he he just had a, an ability to hang in the air. I mean, we don't look, nobody's clamoring for LeBron to do it now. No, but I mean, ten years ago, ten years ago would have been incredible. He was he was you know power and you know forty inch vert all in one. Um, I you know it's 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 amazing. It's like you know we were in an era where. You had some incredible dunkers. I mean, Dominique Wilkins, would the dunk be as popular as it is today without Dominique? Dominique. No chance. Dominique did these things in game. I mean, that was the thing. You'd be watching a Warriors-Hawks game, and then all of a sudden this guy would throw down a double-clutch reverse, and just the whole place would erupt. Um, you don't see quite that level of highlight dunks in-game anymore. So it's not, um, you know, just it's it's just a, it's different. And now also, I mean, I'm sure there's, there's guys that don't want to look bad, and unless you've got something down pat, you, there's always potential to look bad. Well, yeah, and it reminds me... <laughs> 
This was before the Warriors um, dynasty. Maybe it was the first year they won it, but maybe it was a year or two before that. Harrison Barnes was in the dunk contest, and that was when they did this really weird like team format, and they were in a race against the clock, and Barnes missed his first couple of dunks. And in order just to get an attempt before the clock hit zero and he, he was going to be left with a zero, all he got was a layup in the dunk contest. Because he missed his first couple of dunk attempts, he had no time left, and he had to just race to the hoop, and, and he threw in a layup. And I don't, I don't rarely think people remember that about Harrison Barnes, but I'm sure that was kind of an embarrassing moment. He's in the dunk contest, he's like 6'9", and all he got was a layup. Like, <laughs> that's not good. As a rule, that's not good. No. Uh, my favorite was Jay Rich. Oh, man. I mean, Jason Richardson was, didn't he win it? Twice or three times? At least twice. Definitely twice. Um, And his dunks were just power, but the coordination was incredible. He always landed great, so it always looked amazing. It's like how you land also is a big part of it. And he just always landed just just perfect. Perfect landing, no matter even if he, he was going off one foot, two foot baseline. Uh, what he was doing, it was just it was incredible to watch. Yeah, it was. We don't have that anymore, unfortunately. The energy, the creativity from the players, but also the same from the crowd. I mean, it was kind of, it was kind of dead inside of uh, the arena in Indianapolis during that dunk contest, but I think that starts with the players, uh, and, and they got to be a little bit more creative uh, as well. Alright, time for a break here on Willard and Dibs. It's Grandy and Larry in for Willard and Dibs. They're back tomorrow. We're going to dive into the Warriors and the rest of the season ahead. Joe Lakeup talking about uh, money. We'll get into that. Also, a whole lot more coming up about the 49ers. Iuke's offseason. That's coming up on the other side. It's Willard and Dibs, Grandy and Larry with you. More coming up next on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey.